you do We're gonna butcher some movies for you Cause Christy doesn't know movies Alright, welcome to a new episode of Christy Doesn't Know Movies How you doing? I'm doing lovely, I'm currently picking at my hair And nice. now I'm paying attention Okay, Christy Hmm what do you think 1973's The Exorcist is about? The Exorcist is about some girl. I want to say her name is like Rose or some shit. Rose is probably fucking around in an attic, touching at like ancient relics that she shouldn't be touching at. And then, like, one of them has, like, a ghost in it or whatever. So she's touching at it, and then she touches the ghost, and then the ghost, like, gets all in her and starts, like, slowly taking over. And so she's just walking around. She's like, la, 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 la. And then, so, like, her mom's like, Rose, you needs to chill. So she, like, sends her to her room for gargling black shit and so then Rose is in her room like seething with, with ghostly rage and so eventually she's just there and her mom comes in like okay don't be like possessed and Rose is just sitting there and like turns her head full circle and is like no so her mom's like alright let me get the shackles so she chains Rose to her bed, even though she's already shown clear, ghostly, like, strength and anger. So, like, I don't even know what that's supposed to accomplish, because I feel like she could have broken out of that, like, real easy. And there's no reason that, like, some light shackling should have prevented her from escaping. And I don't... <laughs> I don't think there was even, like, an end goal of this ghost thing. I think it was just to, like, make people uncomfortable. Because, like, if you were possessed by something that could, like, spit black shit and turn your head fully around, like, you'd think it would have some more useful purpose of, of like, so a goal to accomplish. Like, this ghost just chilled in this girl's body and was like, this is mine now. And then made people uncomfortable, but I feel like it could have done so much more with his life, you know? Like, it's really a so waste of ghostly talent. Yeah, so it's not reaching its full ghostly potential. No, because, like, doing something like that, I don't know, it could have, like, gone and bit somebody and maybe changed them, like, put a bit of its ghostliness into them and made some, like, ghost zombies. Or... It could have, like, hidden this ghostliness and, like, run for president or something. And then, like, I don't know. Like, it could have done so much more than just gurgle ominously. Hashtag and... ghost for president. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. And then the mom was just, like, sick of this shit. She's just like, that's it, Rose ghost friend like i'm sick of you spitting black shit at me every time i walk in your room it's been days and i'm I'm just not putting up with it 
And so she just anticlimactically calls a priest and like an exorcist, if you will. And the exorcist comes in and is like, yep, that's one possessed ass woman right there. And the mom's like, can you fucking do something? And he's like, okay, let me come back tomorrow with my holy water or something. And so like, it's not immediately resolved because there has to be like some length to the movie that has no plot because his ghost has no aims or goals in life. And so he comes back and he's like, the power of Christ compels you. And he has like a cross and he like chucks some sparkling water. And then the ghost is like, ew, Bible things and leaves. And then the girl probably has like a neck ache for a while, but I feel like she probably somehow survived it, even though there's no fucking way. Just a neck ache. Yeah. Well, like if you you try spinning your head several times and tell me you don't have a neck ache. But like in the end, no long term damage was probably done to her. Okay. We got a new segment on the show. Uh, do we now? We're gonna do some. We're gonna do some trivia. How do you feel about that? I went and played trivia last night, so I feel yeah. fairly confident, even though there were no movie questions in that quiz. Right. Okay. We'll we'll put your skills to the test and see how well you do. I'll give you a question pertaining to a movie, and then you have to give me your best answer. Yeah, that's how trivia works. Just clarifying for those out there who don't know what trivia is all right get on with it then question what are the dying words of charles foster kane and citizen kane oh 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 i know that's rosebud oh, you're one for one because oh, i watched that movie in my film studies class that's right bitch i did a film studies class all right that's right bitch you actually watched a movie yeah Question two. Who played Mrs. Robinson in The Graduate? It's not even a movie. Moving on. Question three. What was the first feature-length animated movie ever released? Snow White. You're right. I'm impressed. I'm genuinely impressed. I know my Disney shit. Question four. (laughs) This isn't fair. In the Matrix, does Neo take the blue pill or the red pill? Oh, I watched the Matrix, but it was like three months ago. I don't know, probably the red pill. You're right. Yes! It was a 50-50 chance. Question. For what movie did Tom Hanks score his first Academy Award nomination? Castaway? It's big. What? The movie that he got nominated for is called Big. It's not even a movie. Okay, moving on. What 1927 musical was the first talkie? I don't know. On the waterfront. Wrong. Question. What's the name of the skyscraper in Die Hard? The Chrysler Building? (laughs) 
It's Nakatomi Plaza. You would be wrong. The, the Chrysler building. Shut up. <laughs> Question. What flavor of Pop-Tarts does Buddy the Elf use in his spaghetti in Elf? I don't even know what any of the flavors of Pop-Tarts are. Those things are nasty sugar pucks. Guess. Nasty sugar puck. That's my guess. <laughs> You're right. Okay, I'll give it to you. <laughs> Question. What shocking Wes Craven horror movie carried the marketing tagline? To avoid fainting, keep repeating, it's only a movie. The Ring? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, you're wrong. It's The Last House on the Left. The, well, the, the ring, ring is an Asian movie. No, Juan is the Asian version, but there is the, uh, the, the Ring is the American version. And okay. I thought, because there's like a TV, isn't that the thing? Like, you watch the show and then you get a phone call and it's like <laughs> seven days or whatever moving right along our last question of trivia segment All right. what pop vocal group performs at the wedding and bridesmaids fucking smash mouth why would I know that wrong I didn't keep track of how many you got right or wrong, so we'll just say you did pretty goddamn good for someone who doesn't watch movies. Yeah. All right. Our next movie, Christy. Hmm. What do you think 1980s The Shining is about? All I know about it is the Simpsons episode about The Shining. Okay. Okay. So, Jack Nicholson? Yeah. Goes with his family of actors who didn't do anything after that movie, so their names are irrelevant. Um, he goes with them to a house of a rich dude, and they're supposed to like take care of it over the winter. But then they get basically like coronavirus in, and so they have inside um, that was the original um, self-quarantine basically and so they're okay. chilling in this house trying to live their lives as Jack Nicholson slowly like goes crazy because he's just like existing in the house and he's like god damn it all I have is my shitty wife and my shitty kids and I have to live here for like several months. Who it's basically, huh? Who plays the wife? It doesn't matter. She wasn't in anything else ever. Okay. Winona Ryder. So, um, he. Ew, no, I don't want to see a movie with Jack Nicholson and Winona Ryder. It's probably not what happened. What year did you say this movie was? Nineteen eighty. Okay, so it's not her. <sighs> I don't know any actresses from then. Okay. I don't know, even know any actors. I basically just throw out actor names and like hope something sticks. Just let's just go with Matt Damon. Is playing the wife? Yeah. 
No, he's playing the kid. Okay. <laughs> what? So in night <laughs> in nineteen seventy six as taxi driver from our first episode, he was a young he was a young he man was a in his twenty year old drug lord. Yet in nineteen eighties The Shining, he's a child. He is an actor. He disappears into the role. That's some serious fucking method acting. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Anyways, so I think the kid, so Matt Damon as a child, he has some like sixth sense, if you will. And so he can basically tell that his dad's going crazy. And so it's like up to him to warn the rest of the family and like hide them and protect them from Jack Nicholson who is just done with it. It's like that feeling in Stardew Valley when you're halfway through winter and you're just like, Fuck. <laughs> like that's that's exactly what Jack Nicholson was feeling the entire time. So he was that just resonates like, with me. He was just ready to be done with it. So he found an axe and he's like, that's it. I'm just gonna I was gonna kill everyone because that is for some reason a way out. Like I don't know why he seemed to think that killing his family would allow him to leave when he had a perfectly good car that they showed up in. Or maybe maybe they were dropped off there by Danny DeVito in his taxi. <laughs> um So Anyways, like, there's other ways for them to get home, probably. Unless somebody cut the phone line. Maybe that's what it is. Somebody cut the phone line so they couldn't call a taxi. And it was winter, so they didn't want to walk. And they had to wait till spring because their car broke down or something. Like, it seems like there's an alarming amount of coincidences that you would need in order to prevent you from leaving the house. And I really don't feel like murdering your family is a solution to that problem. <laughs> like, if if you were to just sit down at that typewriter and start typing up, like, like a flowchart of, like, how to solve a problem of in the fucking house I don't want to be in. Like, there's so many more <laughs> things. Like, just go outside and start making some smoke signals or something. Like, if your phone's line is cut. Or just, it's a big fucking house. Just don't look at your family if they're driving you nuts. Just be like, hi fam, like, leave a suicide note and then, like, hide in the west wing where nobody will find you. And then they'll, <laughs> they'll all be sad and distracted and they're not gonna come you if you're in like one of the 17 closets so like just chill there and if you like sneak so down to the kitchen you, for food just pretend you're a fucking ghost or something Be like, see, oh. see you'd recommend you'd recommend faking suicide rather than taking an axe to your family you think that's better if the end goal is that you want to get away from your family and, like, I would say, yeah, because that just hurts feelings. But at least the family's still alive. Jack Nicholson's still alive. And then, like, at the end, 
when the snow melts on like April first, be like April Fool. So <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just so many other things he could have done rather than trying to take an axe to his family. <laughs> okay, you want to do some more trivia? Sure. Question: What real life on again, off again Hollywood power couple starred in the film? Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder. Wrong. Question. What American writer-director starred in several iconic European-produced spaghetti westerns? John Wayne. Wrong. Who played juror number eight in Twelve Angry Men? Matt Damon. You're right. You're always right. When it's Matt Damon. I can never go wrong with Matt Damon. You are an expert. I am. Question. The head of what kind of animal is front and center in an infamous scene from The Godfather? A horse. You're right. Question. What TV show was Jack Nicholson referencing when he ad-libbed, Here's Johnny in The Shining? Johnny Carson. Yeah! Question. What critically panned 1984 country musical comedy starring Dolly Parton and Sylvester Stallone eventually became a cult classic? I have no fucking clue. You're wrong. What's the answer? Question. Rhinestone. Never heard of it. Sounds stupid. Question. Who played park owner John Hammond in Jurassic Park? Christopher Lloyd. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm not right. It's fucking Richard Attenborough. Same. Christopher Lloyd Lloyd would have done it several times better. Question. In what 1976 thriller does Robert De Niro famously say, You talking to me? Scarface? This is going to blow your mind. Christy, it was Taxi Driver. (laughs) He wasn't in that movie. That's Danny DeVito. You're thinking of the TV sitcom. (laughs) Question. What's the name of the anthemic dance? let Let me try that again. Question. What's the name of the anthemic dance near the beginning of the Rocky Horror Picture Show? The Time Warp? Yeah. I love that movie, but I was trying to think, because that's like four songs into the movie. It just says... Not near the beginning. Near the beginning. Yeah, it's it's like the middle. Final trivia question. For what movie did Steven Spielberg win his first Oscar for Best Director? Jurassic Park. Schindler's List. Same movie, basically. Alright, that just about wraps up this episode. Wrap your episode. We'll catch you next time, folks. Goodbye! Goodbye!